It's Dr. Tennant's Verbal Highs. Let's start the show with Lewis Tennant. Here we go. Guests and interviews that you're looking for with creators, innovators, and so much more. For all episodes and further info, verbalhighs.com is the place to go. All right, welcome to Dr. Tennant's Verbal Highs, a podcast podcasted weekly from a kitchen bench in Kingsland, Auckland, New Zealand, uh, podcasting to you 31, 31 of the last 33 weeks and aiming to get to um, 52 weeks, which will be 50 shows, including the two weeks um, granted to me and leave a few weeks ago by the uh, non-existent New Zealand Podcast Union, and then we'll see where we go from there. Now, I mentioned either last week or the week before that I'm finding it increasingly difficult to um, get these out um, on time, on time used to be Tuesday, it's just any time during the week now, really, hey, okay, because it's a hobby that you enjoy, that I do, um, and it's not because of the interviews, I normally settle into those straight away, and it's lovely to have people over and connect, and I love hearing interesting people talk about the interesting stuff they do, it's been more the, um, this bit actually, what do you call it, I think they call it in the, in the, in the, in the professional bizzo, the monologue, often written by a gag writer, if you're in the, if you're in the uh, TV presenter game, um, but these monologues, you know, they're, 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 I've got to say something in them. They've got to they've got to connect in some way, otherwise I might as well just bung the interview on. So they depend on sort of where I'm at. And um, the last few weeks have been particularly difficult because um, of something that's been kind of ongoing for myself that is a sort of thing that maybe 10, maybe 20 years ago you probably wouldn't mention at all. But I've noticed um, with the likes of people like Scroobius Pip's podcast and Maron's podcast, um, people I really admire, like Billy Connolly, um, heck, even uh, even uh, Greens candidate Haley Holt coming out in the media recently, um, that back in the day it used to be okay to say, um, my leg's fallen off, so I'm kind of in a bad way. People would understand that. But mental health stuff, uh, not so easy. So for me, something um, I've been thinking about for longer than just the last two weeks, probably realistically um, for a number of years now, um, is the fact that I can't drink anymore. Um, not that I drink every day, not that I'm trying to justify what you know problem drinking is or isn't in terms of it being daily. Um, if that's someone else's thing, that might not be a problem for some. It may be a crippling problem for others. Uh, mine is a small passage of my week which clouds the other days of my week where I'm otherwise um, a pretty chipper, um, functioning... Um, okay, uh, fellow. <laughs> trying to think how else to put that. Um, but you know, I, I was thinking that, that I'm not even a tennis guy, but that tennis parlance always comes into my head with this: the idea of unforced errors. Uh, if I'm not drinking, there are not uh, many unforced errors, if any, in my life. Um, when I am, and perhaps afterwards, um, there are unforced errors, and there are particular ones um, which are also regular in line with said activity that do me um, even less favours. So why am I saying all of this to be salacious, to to prick the ears of the listeners? Um, No, not really. It's it's because um, the whole idea I started these is I love the honesty of the other podcasts I was listening to um, and how am I going to get honest with guests if I'm not sort of honest about where I am? And I also hope by talking about this that, hey, if you've been kind of thinking in a similar vein about whatever it is that maybe trips you up a little, um, that maybe it's just another person kind of sort of saying in your ear hole, 
um, that they're going to try and do something about it. And another reason is quite selfish, to be honest, folks. Um, I want somewhere regularly to be able to check in um, and, and and honestly say how I'm going. So I'm hoping I'll find strength, even if I don't hear from listeners and so on in discussing this. Um, I'm hoping I just find a, a strength before that and just um, using these intros each week just to briefly check in and just mention that I'm up to X amount of time, hopefully, hopefully. Touch wood, don't touch glass. Um, yes, so we'll leave it there. And the other thing I thought about is uh, often with uh, other particularly podcasts I listen to, the reason that some hosts can be really frank, I think, is because um, they're sort of owner-operators, if that makes sense. So you've got to think about stakeholders and so on. And I thought about discussing this a few weeks earlier, and it was like, will it compromise my workplace? Will it compromise anything I go and do in the future if someone listens to this episode? And I thought, well... If someone or people have that attitude to someone stating something like this, then um, perhaps the issue lies uh, more with them. And I, from what I can garner, where I've been, um, where I've been duly employed the last few years, a pretty supportive bunch. And they'll probably never even hear this anyway. Um, so there you go. I hope that came across as uh, positive. I certainly feel lighter now. It's it's come out. I've ca- I came in to do this uh, not at home again because the renovations are still happening. The landlord, bless him, building his Airbnb pods. Um, it just sounds like he's dragging a billiard table around all day and then dropping it and seeing whether it looks okay where he's dropped it and then dragging it and dropping it. And dragging and dropping billiard tables is um, it's, uh, it's grating on the soul from through the wall after a while. Okay, chin up everyone. My guest this week's a lovely, eccentric, I don't know, it's a terrible word, eccentric, but he is, I mean, I'm eccentric, apparently, I'm told by people, pointed at, you're eccentric. A uh, very talented man, Guy Capper, I love what he does with Claymation, uh, I always loved sort of having him around before that, one of those people who I've never sort of hung out with, hung out with, but um, he's a good egg, I've known since around my school and uni days, as we discuss in the podcast. Um, definitely check his uh, show online, The Pen T-H-E space P-E-N, um, a.k.a. Robert and Sheepy himself, and Jermaine uh, Clement in Claymation Sheep uh, Antics. Uh, a cheap a cheap description might be, think of a kind of New Zealand Aardman-esque thing. All right, have a great week, folks. Um, like the show on iTunes. Find me on Facebook, Verbal Highs Podcast, Verbal Highs on Twitter. Nice to see every week a few more people popping up who I've never heard of before who are supporting the show through a through a finger-based muscle motion called the like. All right. Toodaloo. This is Dr. Tannen's Verbal Highs. Should I get my headphones? Um, I don't normally... Do you want headphones? I haven't got a second pair. I normally have a second pair. You sound fine, trust me. Oh, yeah, good. Um, you'll probably be more relaxed with them off anyway. Yeah, well said. Um... Yeah, so we just really um, just talk for 80 minutes. Yeah, right. Have you ever listened to such a thing before? They're quite um, popular. I've heard <laughs> of them, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess No, I totally have heard of them. I just haven't a been lot of listening them, to a lot of them. But I like... Um, a lot of American... I found a lot of like... Really good, but not the super famous ones. Um, British and American comedians do them, and so they make good. Yeah. They make good hosts, but they have really interesting guests too, who aren't like super famous kind of douchebags. They're like the 
interesting taxi kind drivers. of no no not taxi drivers I just think that's real funny thing to say because it's always like it's always go mow the taxi we're going to Nuggers I'm telling you now it's crazy down here everyone's I'm going to leave this job I'm going to leave it oh Years ago, now we recording. Years ago on Bricky, oh, no. years ago on Bricky, we actually had a cab driver who used to call in. And no, he, I remember that. I remember that. I was the American guy. Right. No, that's right. I yeah, the American that. guy, Gabby Cabby. Oh my god! Yeah. Pre, 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 kind of proper internet. I don't know how we found him, but um, what were you in the room for? Did we used to have you up on breakfast? Dude, I took, I talked. I remember I did a caterpillar on a leaf, and I got a bit annoyed. I think. <laughs> what? What did I have you up for? We were just being silly. I, I just said, come up and be silly. Yeah. Where did we meet? And then the guy asked me to get off the air, which is perfect. <laughs> get off the leaf? Yeah, he should have said get off the leaf. I was the... doing an impersonation of a um, caterpillar. you got to keep on facing. A, on a, we're, on we're, we're, we're recording. you got to keep facing. Oh, you're recording now. already? Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. loose arrangement. Oh, yeah. So what was that was happening? Um, I think it was an impersonation of a caterpillar on a tree yeah. who was talking about an earthquake. That was all... It was a long time ago, and yeah, that's all good. That's all on there. Uh, my guest today is a clay animator, actor, writer, comic, artist, and and teacher. Um, and his I name, thought you said um, antiques, and antique and, dealer. Yeah, antiques and caterpillar impersonator. Um, mm. Welcome, Guy Kappa. Oh, thank you so much. So you're. You seem to be doing, you're kind of in, dabbling in the visual arts at the moment. Well, I guess kind of claymation is visual arts, isn't it? But you're doing lots of like, what do you call it? What do you call it? Art, art. Yeah, arty art. Um, no, I think that's with like um, Robin and Sheepy, yeah. stop motion visual art. But the art you're doing is more oh, yeah, canvas draw, art. And stuff. Yeah, those sort of arts. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of digital art that then I've been putting onto canvas. Yeah. And doing experiments and loving it. Yeah, I love it. I love it because I can do lots of colour. And um, I say that because I, on purpose, sort of drew scribbles for 10 years, just black and white. Yeah. And I found that a really good way to get good at improvising line drawing. And that was the goal. The goal was to be able to basically just, just to draw, improvise drawing. And as you draw, when there's sort of, problems you sort of just make them work so it's almost like a um your own trippy crossword puzzle that keeps moving so the stuff you're posting online is starts off hand drawn and then it's digitally colored yeah some of them do but i've been doing them on the tablet and then i've had ones where i draw what, like on photoshop or something How no do you do that? it's no just like you get apps where you can just draw right. line work and then you yeah. can so i've had these two are you using a finger or a mouse yeah or? uh both both yeah yeah, yeah. One of the ways is like if you draw a picture just like um, like an ink sketch, then of course you can scan that, take it into Photoshop and play around. Yeah. But so one thing when I'm working is I sort of work where I join them up so then you can sort of block colour them sometimes. But I actually have been doing a thing where I sometimes jump between like three oh, three programs, sometimes four is pretty ridiculous, yeah. where you just keep glitching it out a bit. And pulling it back and playing with it and going back and forwards. And if you do that with layers, it's so much fun. So you basically can get quite an organic look as well as... Because a lot of computer stuff, look well, can be sort of quite digital looking, quite yeah. bright. Yeah. So it's sort of like, of course, it's been around since the beginning of Photoshop with soft focus and so forth. 
But with like, um, I noticed that I was getting a fix that was sort of like graffiti, right? Right, like mate, graffiti. yeah. Yeah, like Banksy, mate. Oh, exactly like right, Banksy. Yeah, right. In fact, funny you should say that. I've never known, I've not known you as an artist, artist. I know that's a, that's not and a I technical cry. term, an artist, artist. But so I, what's happening with all this art? Is it piling up in your house? Or are you planning to exhibit? Or I mean, yeah, like you know that you need a plan, but... Yeah, no, I sort of, well, I've, I thought the thing of was... Um, Sometimes I've been trying to make a body of work yeah. that I can actually <laughs> make a whole lot of pictures, hundreds of pictures. A cannon, a cannon. That I can work with over the years. So in some ways, like I'm setting myself up for a whole lot of pictures that I can edit and work with. So yeah. that's what it's about. So they're not, they're not piling up anywhere. They're, um, yeah, so I would have done over, you know, thousands of those draw- of drawings that and co- coloured is this over a lifetime or the last few years? Probably over the last um, five, six years. So are you someone who kind of go, you work sporadically and manically and then not work and then work and then not work? Or do you always Well, work? if I'm working on a project, so if I'm working on a paid job, then I will, it'll be a tighter yeah. deadline. And um, But with some of them, I can just, I much prefer to choose. So it's kind of fortunate if you can choose the way you come up with your ideas and stuff yeah um but i don't think that um i think all brainstorming all that stuff works so i don't think but anyway to answer your question i was more asking whether there was there were chemical there were chemical imbalances where you'd yeah right you know work work furiously and fast i I understand that stuff like i haven't the past enjoyed um you know i guess like when you're younger you'd be up quite late a lot with friends so you'd be working quite late but in the end, I think um, you want to be able to, you know that thing of when you create, you create sort of thing. You know, when you create it, just fucking create. Mate. <laughs> so I guess that sort of, I don't know. Like I know what it's like to work on something when you're not into it anymore. Yeah. So then you've got to get a bit creative of, you actually can find sort of a lot of comedy out of the pain of having to do something. Like any character, you know, like I quite like animations or films about, People that work in supermarkets and stuff. I find that stuff. Really I've fun. not. I've not seen that body of work. Where are the? Well, maybe I need on? to make one. But I mean, maybe on that sort of the clerks thing, like, <laughs> like, and that, and that sort of vein, you know, that yeah, sort of yeah, vein. Yeah. So sort of lo-fi stuff. Yeah. But um, one thing I could say, like, that I really enjoy is I have focused a lot on working out what sort of tickles your fancy, like what makes you enjoy what you're doing and keep you giggling. Yeah. So I like to giggle, so I usually choose subject matter that cracks me up. So well, if you, I you like animals. Love they're, animals. They're, they're universal. Animals are um, universal, yeah. Animals are fantastic. You, you like, I'd say you like the, the kind of absurdity of everyday situations. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to put, but you know. No, it's funny. I suddenly I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing your Wikipedia page here. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of um, you know the thing of airline jokes and ones relatable jokes, and I always used to love improvising stand up comedy. And, um, but I actually really like re- relatable comedy, like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, and yeah. I also love Emo Phillips and absurd comedy. So yeah. I do appreciate. I was both just of watching them. some Emo Phillips. Yeah, the first he's time so I, funny. Hey, you know, is he? A, I don't know. Waiting like, through coleslaw. Waiting. For no, wait, wait, waiting. I know the waiting. voice. I was trying to get the yeah. voice though. 
Um, so, I mean, you're probably best known as as the, oh, for this clay animation thing because it's a it's a lifetime of uh, yeah of clay animating. Um, you've done uh, you've 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 done the series Robert and Sheepy, which is called the Pen, I think technically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he'd, he'd done the Hedgehog Speed Safety Campaign. Yeah. Um, you'd done some work with uh, with Tiger and Co for Eagle versus Shark. Um, there was a web series called Woodville that I tried to look at the clay animation, but I couldn't even see it. Oh yeah, there were just little snippets of um, animated characters between it. That was all. Maybe the credits. Dave likes art. Um, Rowdy Rowdy Ra, which was a TV. Yeah, that was fun show, to do. Animals. Um, I was doing and Robin and Shibi, but also animals footage was fun. You've done, I always love that. Since I'm like trying that. to finish your intro, actually. <laughs> Oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> you I should have. I should have done it earlier on. It's my. It's my. My issue. Um, you've done five or six shows in the New Zealand Laugh Festival, um, including I think Quantum Sheet and Space Cats. Um, we'll get to the clay animation in a sec, but I think I think you and I. I was trying to think today, like you say, man. Time has actually passed. I think we met as undergrad students at Vic Uni, maybe? Yeah. Where are you from, Guy? Are you a Wellingtonian? I yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm a Wellingtonian. I think you're What's, right What there. school did you go to? I uh, went to Rudolph Steiner School for the yeah. first sort of seven years, six years, and then uh, Wellington High and then Onslow College afterwards. So I think university we might have met... How no, what about Wellington High? How did you Wellington High together? See, this is, we're Wellington High, and what happened Whoa. was... I left into third form and was skateboarding at Onslow College and had a bowl and stuff. So I left for that. How are you a dates guy? Because I am. I can tell you what year I was third form. It was eighty nine. Were you? Third uh, no, form no, no, no. It was, you know, was eighty eight. Was third yeah. Form. Okay, so you went to Wellington. So you dropped out before I got there. I had to, yeah. And so you left school in third form. What's that? So no other schooling after third form. Oh no, no. I apologise. No, we went to Onslow and did fourth, fifth, sixth. Oh, and then say. I think left in seventh. No, because one thing was like I'd come from. Well, Rudolph Steiner was quite near the nature stuff, and Wellington High was actually a great, great high school. It was really yeah. good, and it was good for the arts, especially having it had McLeod yeah. and Scott. Um, well, the teachers were really good teachers. Yeah. But I was so into skateboarding, and I guess yeah, Onslow was was good for me. I enjoyed it. What's the relationship between skateboarding and Onslow? Well, they have a bowl time? there. And oh, is, that why you, is that why you changed? That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Do you still skate? I still skate, yeah. yeah. But not like wake up, have a piece of toast, grab the skateboard and go out the house, but I definitely skate still because I have a little dog now. So I have have to you heard about skate. that Lee Ralph doco? Oh, yeah, I've um, seen a thing for it. It looked really awesome. It looks really it. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. He's an amazing skateboarder. Um... And so the art buzz is that is that all through high school or did you just suddenly just go? Well, I got into it. And... I got into it through Steiner, and I um. So Rudolf Steiner had a lot of emphasis on art. So every morning, well, not every morning, but a lot of the mornings, you'd have paper that had been drenched in water, yeah. then put in front of you, and then you would get um, a brush and sort of like watercolor and start painting. So they had like. So they treated it, they treated it quite seriously in a good way, yeah. and they had big thick crayons and the the arts the art um, the brushes and stuff were already good. And so I think what I'm getting at is it made you appreciate enjoying a good old art session. And uh, then, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard different things about Steiner. You think it was an amazing uh, school? Yeah, oh, I, I a, I'm I'm uh, I had a great to the, time. To the I had a great right? time. I was sort yeah. of fortunate that I didn't have um, any. I didn't have any religion in my family, and we were into Monty Python and 
faulty towers that was our yeah. religion yeah comedy really yeah and so with any element of i guess christianity and rudolf steiner stuff i, I didn't never, know i didn't know it well had, i didn't, I didn't know, know either Christian. well i didn't yeah. know when i went there for i say that but i remember looking back there were hymns and stuff there but, was a cross on the wall and and hymns yeah <laughs> well actually in our room i don't believe there was a cross i actually don't think there was a sculpture so you folks why why steiner what was that did you know well, it's sort of like also like Montessori. They are a little bit different, but Montessori yeah. is sort of a like um, hands-on washing dishes sort of thing. I guess in the sense of making. Um, so I mean, that, we that were, one prepares you for flatting. Well, uh, we were doing maths when we were, you know, that was for six for math. Some of it we were doing through geometry when we were like ten or eleven, and that wasn't sort of a. Um, that was just the thing where they were teaching geometry through yeah. using like if cut, cut an apple in half and stuff, showing the geometry of seeds inside apples and stuff. So, in a way, actually quite smart because it's sort of like if you landed on a planet, you go, okay, we're going to teach symmetry and geometry and maths to these little baby monkeys. How should we do it? And he goes, oh, well, Donald said that if you cut an apple in half, it's actually symmetrical. You should show them that. So that's pretty much a lot of it was quite sort of common sense. Like one of the things one of our teachers. Peter Truesdell, he was a great teacher, and he did um, worked with water. So, you know, like the figure of eight, and it was sort of like making water not be stagnant. So there was a whole area of like um, future thinking ways of the environment and stuff. So it was quite environment. So it was a big connection of um, dear earth, dear sun stuff. But it was amazing that looking back, I realized there were saints in the stories, but it yeah. never, I never had a feeling ever... That you were being sort of brainwashed no, or anything. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No. And a lot of teachers were really, were with classes for seven years or whatever. Yeah. So basically, I had uh, two, I think, over the period. But anyway, so I think that was the first start of appreciation for art. So if not the religion thing, was it, a, I mean, I'm thinking of the era, uh, kind of hippie vibe, happy vibe in the teaching stuff? No. In no. fact, almost the opposite. Like, I'd say that quite sincere so hippies are not sincere you heard it here folks well no i think um it's my serious side coming out here you see but like yeah well it's good it's good i mean it's how you define things if someone says check out those hippies at the top of the hill dancing around the fire spilling their lemon fizzy drinks (laughs) i guess my point is is that like there's different definitions of of hippie i mean you could say like there were more um, higher percentage of um, woolly rainbow jumpers around you per capita of humans. Well, that's kind of hippie. Yeah. I hope so. Well, I guess I actually sort of saw, well, this was organised hippiness then, if that's the case. I mean, as an example, like a trained teacher or Rudolf Steiner would do, I don't know the exact amount, but they'd do more years of training and it's a serious business. So like a lot goes, think, in, a lot I, goes I, into the holisticness of a teacher. So basically... You're not dealing with a naughty badger in your class. You're yeah. dealing with a, a plant. You're dealing with a human. And yeah. so there's a big responsibility. Yeah, wow. Actually, now you mentioned that. For, I must have gone on. You know how you end up, you start off, you, you, you Google um, socks, and then you're watching um, British tank technology on YouTube, yeah. and then suddenly you're reading about Rudolf Steiner's Or you're school. considering ordering a miniature one-off socks. <laughs> yeah, on, on Wikipedia, yeah. such as the internet um, yeah. time travel um, yeah. continuum. Um, and I, yeah, I actually remember reading about the training and um, where I work at AUT offers uh, uh, what you call, I guess, regular teaching and Steiner teaching. 
So it is a, it's, it is a very different thing. We're going to spend the next hour on, on Steiner here. Um, so just lastly, did you, I'm really interested in, you know, I, I like folks making, um, you know, independent decisions, I guess. Did someone hand them a brochure? Have you ever asked them how they ended up sending you to... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I think it was, they were doing sort of um, co-sort of, uh, they were doing um, sort of like co-counsel training and stuff, so yeah. sort of new age ways of... Um, uh, therapy and counselling, I wow. guess, and Dad had worked a lot with young people over in England. But I guess that um, are they both still around? Uh, Mamas, Papa died a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, that's all right. Mum's um, still doing counselling stuff. Or? No, she just finished a book called The Accidental Carer. Yeah, which um, she's been, which is a book on how she sort of ended up looking after my father for a couple of years. So a good sort of guide for people that are having a a family who's dying yeah. and not really having the resources or skills. So that's called the com, and that is where she um, yeah, she sells a book that she's been developing. I think she might go, they're trying to organise for her to go to London to give a talk on it and she's got a lot more support. So basically it's saying that um, there's not an area for people who are suddenly realising they're with a dying partner. No. What's what's the process? And yeah. I think it must be very individual. I can't believe there's not already... Yeah, well, that I think sounds that, like good honour, man. That's yeah, a, well, it happens all in different countries in different yeah, ways. Yeah. And, of course, there's a lot of private um, hospitals. And there's a lot of private care, a lot yeah. of private counselling. But it's more about just for a lot of people that don't know how to do it. Like They have to sort of make it up as they go of their family. So that's cool. So she's doing that. And... Um, yeah, so still doing that kind of. Um, what that was work. she? What was she doing before she was an accident she was, carer? As well, she was a nurse as, as a young woman. So she was a carer, but, right? So. Yeah, but when she well, only in her first four, couple of years, and then she was actually running w- workshops and women's management, and started Tall Poppies and Courtney Place in the eighties. That was mm. like for women in management. So she did a lot of stuff. So anyway, so that was around sort of, and also Dad was a lecturer at Victoria and yeah. counselling. Oh no, and social work. Yeah. And so they were around lots of new different ways of, of education. And I think Steiner had just only was about to get started. So we were like the first intake in Belmont, wow. which was hilarious. And dressing up as dwarfs and uh, lots of candle action and <laughs> diamonds. It was hilarious. I loved yeah. it. See, for me, yeah. it was great because... Um, so an academic and a nurse, that's a great foundation for a life of art, me feels. I reckon. I think, but I also think that... You you know, I don't know if you've heard mixed reports, but I've always, I think it's your personality, who your parents are, everything comes together for your experience of a school. So I yeah. sort of think whether it's so-called not a very good school, or it, surely that depends on so many I different nev- factors. I, I, never, I never set out with that. I just asked you, um, it sounds to me like, have you, have you had people kind of essentially give you shit about it? Uh, no, actually, it's funny. Fact, yeah. That was actually a... <laughs> That was a double situation of me yeah, going, yeah, yeah. well, actually, Brian, I wasn't insinuating you're insinuating yeah, that yeah, either. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. no, no, what I was thinking was that um, I had met people who said I didn't find it as good as, as you obviously did. So, I mean, but surely that must have been. But then, hey, you could, I went to a state primary school. I could find classmates who said yeah. both as well, you know? Well, it's interesting comedy, actually, like if you think of some state schools. Made some people incredible people too, you know, because yeah. comedy would get you through any school, whether a state school, Rudolf Steiner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that 
I mean, that's the other thing is adult monkeys are doing what they think's the best for these little monkeys, and some of them get it right and some of them get it wrong. You just made me remember uh, yeah. a story I've, I've never told before, except for I think I came home and told my mum, and she stuck up for me, bless her, oh, yeah. at least at home. It's to do with art and teaching and attitude. And in Form 1 or Form 2, we had an art teacher at Intermediate, and we had to draw an underwater scene. And I drew a Walkman on my octopus. Oh, that's awesome. And I got um, fully berated by the art teacher for taking the piss and not taking the class seriously. And that was a state school. Hey, it doesn't matter what kind of school it was. It was just a, it was just a bad teacher, Mrs. Abbott. Yeah, yeah, Evans yeah. By intermediate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, there's, what kind of, there's well, what a scene a weird in the thing Simpsons. to say, especially as an art teacher, you know? Yeah, I think one thing, like, is because that's a very, that's, I mean, that's a very traumatic and serious situation. Is yeah. is also, from a distance, quite comical. Because if you were in a cinema watching an animation of a kid drawing an octopus of a Walkman, and even the <laughs> octopus comes alive with its little eyes giggling at the kid drawing him, and then you, you hear the smack of a ruler, or even just to yeah. stop doing that, that the audience is on your side, you know, right? You know, like, let him finish the, the yeah. octopus yeah. Walkman. And the comedy of someone saying, that's not what we're doing, is... Um, you know, late. I mean, I'm, look, I'm sure there's still bad teachers now. There will be bad everything to to infinity. But I think I mm. thought about that before. Like, I think you stopped me drawing I think, octopuses. I think late late eighties, maybe early. You know, I think that was the last era of that old school teaching that was very authoritarian. And I'd like to think people have kind of developed a bit more since then in terms of how kids are handled. Yeah, you know? I think there must be a compassion front because I. I um, still teach part-time animation, and I I say that because, like, if you were teaching some of the hours that they did, or with the kids they had, yeah. it'd sort of be like someone becomes a policeman to help out the community, and then ends, <laughs> up, just, yeah. ends up with crazy <laughs> kebab-throwing, yeah. can-breaking, yeah, yeah. freaky stuff, going, yeah. come on, guys, put all the, put the rubbish bin back down, <laughs> and you know you know what I mean? So, yeah. so what I'm saying is that some... <laughs> Some teachers probably like the night before their octopus situation. It was probably worth someone going, well, well, going, going to university to look at the fish that have been drawn by Kemp, one of the famous drawers of fish. <laughs> yes. And the next morning she sees one of her students drawing a cartoon octopus and the character going, stop that. It's not what we're doing. Me and my friend Edwin have been talking about proper drawing and that's not proper drawing. So, you know, there must be a... That's the it's, funny that's thing. That's very forgiving of you guys. Well, you, you just looked at that scenario from the audience angle, the teacher's angle. Well, I think it would be angle. hilarious if right now she's somewhere going, and then, of course, I stopped that cartoon boy. Cartoon boy was trying to get a career in octopus drawing, but not with me. I stopped him. I did the right thing. Listeners to my podcast, I think it's come up, come up before teaching, not the octo, octo, octopus incident, but teaching well, in general. Just teach sometimes. And what you mentioned about rubbish bins and kebabs and so on and just mm. being just being ground down by the freaking job well there's that well how about fourth this? form fourth form yeah. fourth form is mm. my whatever it's called now is my take of the the year at the absolute bottom of the pile of the one i'd ever teach do you remember oh yeah you remember what everyone is like in fourth form yeah 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 it's yeah. like can we how far can we push this well i think if you're a teacher you just focus on the school camp that's coming don't you yeah so throughout those weeks no that would be hard i mean that is like trying to fry an egg while you're being pushed <laughs> around on top of a bus underwater 
Yeah, that would be quite tricky. Um, so, so, so animation. So, how, yeah, how do you discover this um, this portal to this um, clay world? Well, I reckon, like, I actually, I was lucky enough to see some. My brother was an animator, so I think that helped a lot. That he was four years older than me. Yeah, he was yeah. four years older than me, and so he was already doing computer stuff and starting to get into animation and more. And so anyway, so that's sort of, and I was a skateboarder, and then I started, he started working at a video production house, and that's where... Hang on, so computer video production house, what does it look like back then? A big machine that yeah, does big very machines. little compared to now? Yeah, 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 like there were these things called Topaz. Where are we, mid, not mid-90s? There was like, yeah, but there, there was, no, yeah, 19, jeez, no, 1990. Wow. And there'd be like this big tablet that he was using to do stuff, like 3D Max, I think, was around then. Yeah. And that was the, you know... Um, but that sort of, but then that turned more into video. But then um, there was a thing where in these production houses you could get a beta cam, and you could push in point zero zero two, out point zero zero three. So what it meant was, unlike um, an eight millimeter camera, that you could get frame accurate animation. Oh, so that was the thing. Right. So these production houses had these machines that could get frame accurate animation. So I could actually get the sense of, um, of the movement right. Otherwise, you'd have to shoot. Even like say thirty five millimeter or something crazy. So something just to because interrupt the, you because the frame rate you see is wrong. Well, just just for a sec to um, to interrupt you for anyone uh, perhaps younger listening, um, access to such technology in nineteen ninety compared to now. Oh, um, yeah, you know, normal. like so so to actually for you you to actually be able to use that gear, um, you're you're well on your way. So you get you discover that you started off with skateboarding vids, didn't you? Yeah. And well, then, skateboarding videos, yeah. But then the frame-by-frame frame thing, obviously... Well, that's when I guess... So then I got up to the age of 15, and that's when I first probably saw Wallace and Gromit stuff, when I saw Admin stuff, and yeah. they'd already been doing... And I'd already, as a kid, seen other stuff, but... Um, Morph. Yeah, Morph's Morph. Actually, Morph's actually early Admin. I never knew till recently. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff there, and... Um, and so, yeah, then I just started doing that in, in, in the studio, and I just sort of fell in love with it. I thought it was... I just thought it was hilarious to see characters mutating into other characters. And also because they weren't human, they were quite funny to me. And then Creature Comforts was sort of a whole genre, which is Robert and Sheepy sort of came from, was animals talking. And also I think that for, for me also the biggest influence was, pro, was probably also Gary Larson. Yeah. So like you've got this mix of all of these different... And you could almost say... Um, Andy Kaufman as well. Subversive humor, everyday situations with a touch of surreality, animals, yeah, magic package, and timing, comic and timing, timing. Yeah. and so yeah, I think those things. If someone said what makes you really, what makes you excited or happy, I'd probably say all of those things. Have you seen the schedule? Read it. Uh, well, eleven a.m. We're eating grass. Yeah. Eleven thirty, more grass. 11.45, looking around confused, and then 12 o'clock we've got lunch. What's for lunch? Uh, today we were, uh, Grass. And then after that... Bleating? Bleeding's at five. Oh, OK, at five. Oh, early start tomorrow. What time? 5 a.m. Oh! Oh, that's early. Oh, that is early. It is early, mate. Mind you, we always start at 5 a.m. It's ridiculously early. Yeah, ridiculously early, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I hate the schedule, but I would be lost without it. What are we doing now? 
Uh, what's the time? Ten thirty-five. Ah, okay. Uh, we've got to go and do little poos under the tree. Oh, okay. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And also, um, with some mediums, like I want to get back into more painting again. And some mediums are quite trying, are quite frustrating, challenging. You yeah. know, like if someone says, hey, do you want to help me paint some ceramics? You're like, oh, that better turn out well. It'll be a waste of six hours. Better get fed well, you know? <laughs> That's an interesting what's, example. What's the... Well, actually, now I want to do it. I mean, I'd like to glaze ceramics, but I'm talking yeah. about... Well, comedy is like you go, right, that's it, world. I'm learning to paint. And they run out and get acrylics, and they go, oh, this looks great. It looks really good, what you're doing, Jim. And then it dries, and it looks shit. You know, it's like... You know how they dry, like yeah, you know, yeah. you're in school, like <laughs> the rich colours, yeah. and they go, "Come and have a look what I drew." And it's then it's dried. It's like dun, dun. it looks like dried mud, and that's why, like oil paints, of course, oil paints, the Mercedes of paints, is that they do have that wonderful. They retain the illustrious They're sheen. Awesome, yeah, and of course, good liquidity. You know, good, I guess, good high quality acrylics. So. I don't want to come for complete ignorance. I'm just saying that a lot of paints that are a bit cheaper, they dry badly. We're, lo- we're losing the clay thread. You just made me think of something about clay I've never thought to ask clay. before, though. Or plasticine. Is it plasticine or clay? What is it? Modeling exactly. clay? Exactly. So annoying. It's like um, called... I didn't even want to mention Ardman until you did. Because it's I, I didn't a vegan want to, I didn't who want to... hunts nuts I didn't because want... there's I... no clay. I... I... So it's plasticine. Well, some people use clay to be devil's advocate, but most of it's plasticine or plastilina or Spanish plasticine. You mentioning colour made me realise. Do you buy you buy all the different colours? You don't you don't colour well, it after the Well, that's the, the other thing. I mean, like um, one of the one of the things that got me into it was when I was younger. I thought, well, I I could potentially become quite a serious person, and I thought, well, if I got into plasticine yeah. as an adult, I'd have like little lumps of plasticine around me or little eyeballs. There's no way, right? You go, what's going on here? Like, he's like, that's an eyeball, sir, that you made. You made an eyeball last night, remember? No, I don't. And, you know, so, or there's some... I'm off to teach who left Who left blue blastocene on top of the table? And so I think that's great. You've got yeah. to have that until you're an old man or lady. Yeah. Oh, so, that's just one of my ceramics that I broke. So you were buying, you were sourcing in 1991 coloured quality plasticine from somewhere. Yeah, well, I was just fortunate enough that they sold plastilina, um, plasticine, which is Spanish plasticine. And if you got that fresh before it got crumbly, and it was at Golding's... Webs or somewhere like that in Wellington, no? Golding, no, Golding's Handcrafts. I've learned to edit myself because I really enjoyed Golding's Handcrafts, and they were a great shop, and I think they still exist. But I don't discuss um, other other art shops. Okay. Just because, you know, who knows? So you got a, they got a young kid coming in. But Golding's Handcrafts is a good one. So they got a young kid dump, probably coming and dumping what's relatively a large amount of money on plasticine for someone his age. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there were sort of... Um, or do you just keep no, reusing it, was, it reusing it? No, they. I think they laughed because I bought lots of eyeballs as well. <laughs> so I'd go through and buy sets of eyes. Because the process was funny as well, you what know. What kind of eyeballs? Not stick on Google Well, you ones. can get different types. You oh. can get different ones. And it's funny, sometimes you'll get a set of eyes and you just get emotional, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you just get those, oh, those are the, oh. those are the seal eyes. Oh, oh, what do you do with oh, those? I'm going to cry. But no, they're so beautiful, like puppy eyes. So, so um... and, then, and then you wrap plasticine around them and they look insane. Like a lot of the first claymations were almost like, one of them was called Lemon Dreams and it was just like, a, you know, a mad experience because 
because it was plasticine and the eyes were crazy. And obviously it didn't look like realistic people. So what's he doing? And they were just coming towards the camera with their arms out going, ah, and then there'd be a head melting into another head. And that was around the time also that I saw a razor head, of course. So I had that influence of David Lynch's stuff. And, um, and I knew that like you can emulate an artist, but in the end, I guess it's probably true. Find your own voice. That's a British voice. What about your voice? So you go from watching Creature Comforts mm. um, to actually producing this stuff. There's no internet. There's no YouTube tutorials. There's no YouTube mud, t- no water, no milk. No, I had to walk thousand miles. Just a photo of a burger. That's right. And so do you just go lo- look at it and go, this is how they must be doing it? That's it. Or is there? Or is there? That's the or is there, or is there? Or is there two books in the Wellington Public Library? You do yoga for five years. and yeah. it comes to you in a flash. Yeah, that's right. Move like this. Move like that. Lip sync like that. No. Um. I mean, get a bottle. Did you write a hand? I don't drink. Did you write a hand? Get a bottle of wine. and I'll get you animated. Did you write a handwritten letter to Ardman? No. Well, I mean, you can basically just tell. It's like um, if someone says. Draw that man over there sitting down right yeah. now. And you yeah. draw it and you go, oh, it's terrible. Try yeah. again. And so it is a bit like that. So, I mean, with movement. So say if a character's standing in front of the camera and their hand's going to raise and then they're going to draw on a blackboard, that the first time you do it, you might move the hand. The hand might stop too quickly and then it's too fast drawing. Yeah. And so, so you just work out all that timing stuff, which is really great because it's sort of self-explanatory like... Well, almost like if you, I guess if you were doing landscape pictures that that sort of speak. If you're up close, that doesn't look like a mountain, of course. But if you're far back, it looks photorealistic. So it's yeah. that kind of stuff with movement. So you learn looping, like a character clapping. So you'd have a character clapping that looks save like save you the labour of keep keeping doing it because that'd be ridiculous. You just loop that bit to make. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. And then there's lots of ways to subtle that. So. That usually the challenge comes up where you see a loop and then you see a little ear flick, so it looks like a loop flick. But if you've got a character that's made up of five different elements, meaning five different layers, do you mean like you won't notice it? You won't notice it. That's the whole thing. So it's all sort of hidden within it. But the uh, stop motion is um, more about. um, Well, I heard something recently, which was actually from. David Hockney, who's awesome, right? He's yeah. awesome in so many, so many ways. And like in the interview, they were quoting basically a Japanese, a Japanese style of doing art. And I don't think it was just calligraphy or, um, or um, Zen, but it was basically saying that. So I, so vision, hand, and heart. And so oh, this is so deep, man. It makes me want to cry. But basically, so drawing, of course and technique with your hand good work of your yeah, hand yeah. and then um your, the way you see things and then the heart so the heart would be like just saw that vincent van gogh exhibition in melbourne and that would be an example of where um dennis has done a picture of flowers vincent's done a picture of flowers which one looks like it's got more heart so I think that's a good way to put it. Not a competition. But it is interesting because you walk into rooms, you go, is that an original boring flower? <laughs> yes, it's an original. It was originally painted in 10 minutes of a flower. How many frames a second were you doing early on with this claymation? Is it four movements a second, two? Oh, so two? So it's 20, 
it's 12 movements per second usually, Jeepers. which means that each um, two... So even back in those early days, you were doing 12 a second. Well, some of those ones I was actually... Some of those ones is actually twenty five, wow. <laughs> but they looked ridiculous. So basically, because so that's how you learn. Well, that's because so, that's that's proper. That's normal film frame per second, isn't it? Twenty five. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. No, no, no. I don't know. We're getting too boffy. No, no. So, so I mean, I'm basically meaning. No, how, no. So how you many... know how I said move at twelve movements. Yeah. So that means there's two frames for every movement. Yeah. But what I was saying was there'd be ones where it would be every frame. So there'd be twenty five different photos for one second, yeah. rather than. Um, the hang same on, photo hang on, twice. Fi- I'm trying to remember what's filmed. 24 frames a second, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So 12, 12. I got the maths. I'm there with you. So 12 movements a second. Yeah. But what would you like if you were to animate for a few hours or a few days or a few weeks? You'd start to giggle at seeing, um, basically the ramping concept. So basically, with a train comes to a slow halt. Yeah. And so that's the theory of like, you'd move a centimeter. The next movement, you'd move a centimetre and a quarter, and the next one would be a centimetre and a half. Now, if the next one was under a centimetre and a half, is how you get your jittery, doesn't make sense. So oh, man, this is... Whew. So if a hand goes like that, then basically it starts from a starting position, and then, depending on of, 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 of how fast the hand's going, but basically it ramps, so it goes one small movement, then a big movement, and then sometimes... The same amount in the middle, and then starting to slow down. So that's sort of like so. We're, so, we're, so we're still trying to figure out, at least pre-internet, how you figured all this out. Just trial and error. Trial or? and error. Totally trial and error. No, no animation documentaries. No, no, no books oh, in the no, library. Oh no, I no, you don't. I mean, in the end, I mean, it's pretty sort of like it is self-explanatory. So if yeah. you've got a character holding a glass, and then then you take a frame, and then you move the glass a little bit in the hand. Now, you'll, you'll see when you play... Because the thing is, you've got to have enough frames to see it move. Yeah. So that's what most people didn't get up to. So once you've, say, got like 70 frames, you can see that little movement. So that's the thing. So you don't really see it till afterwards. But in the, um, in the digital world, it's so much... It's so f- fun. Because in the old days, you'd almost have to be like... Um, so what changes? It's good English. So much fun. That's fine. It's loud. Um, oh, yeah. So basically... Oh, that heart thing I just quite liked because you can see work where it's personal, of course, but I'd yeah. see a piece of work and and just don't find it's alive or I don't find the character it's believable or um, you can tell the emphasis is on the soundtrack or not. Yeah. And so I think it's all of those elements to it. And it would sort of be like having, um, and this would be an analogy for lots of art, like a record produced badly, yeah. you know, where you'd get the meal and you've got the most exquisite pasta you've ever had. The source is is amazing and um you've got frozen fake prawns yeah <laughs> so that would be an example of say with animation with heart so yeah, yeah heart would almost be fresh prawns i just found it was just like a decade of experimenting like yeah. i would say and same with music right like dj looks like fun but it just looks like it must be a lot of experimenting and enjoying the nuances of it well just yeah just if you keep keep on doing something eventually it, it, yeah it's like riding a bike i guess isn't it and it would be like same was with and you um, know what, it's funny you say that with creative stuff like since you and i kind of came on up there's there's like a there's like a there's, an ex, there's been an explosion of these courses kind of teaching creativity which is great but i think there's something to be said about kind of spotting something you like and getting in there and just trying to kind of figure it out yourself at first. Yeah, totally. Look, you know? 
No, totally. Mean, like, know, and, like, we, and we both teach, yeah. so I'm kind of maybe shooting mm. myself in the foot a little bit here. Mm, mm, but mm. I remember even back in the day, you now you mentioned the DJ things, people saying, oh, can you kind of show me how to do it? I'm like, well, I kind of can to an extent, but I kind of don't know how to. It's kind of like you just get in there and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that also, I think the teaching being taught and teaching is really good. So it sort of goes both ways, I think. Oh, yeah, that. totally. That's what I'm saying. And right? I think that... Um, yeah, it's interesting what you're saying with that teacher that people have that experience of saying you know the don't draw the octopus thing but in some ways like it also potentially makes you <laughs> go hard out on don't octopus. draw the octopus well you go on octopuses because what i'm trying to say yeah. is there's still a good you know we're just looking at you maybe 40 50 years left so i guess the point is is that <laughs> the so-called negative can become the positive so it's like i think a lot of people what i like to think if they were really crap at something when they were younger they privately or just publicly just master it, whatever for, but just yeah. because it felt good to do, to do that. But I was just say, um, finding something you love and getting good at it, I sort of think um, I'm st- still, I'd say, an okay animator, but there's so many good animators that, you know, that work on... Um, I've only done little bits on those features and they were only small bits of stop motion. Yeah. But I've really, if so, I just sort of think it's like like a chef where you decide what part do I get into? F- fish culinary, cutlery. Desserts. Desserts. What, fine, fine wines that you set fire to. But basically for me it's... Apparently desserts are the hardest, apparently. To quit eating. No, no, to <laughs> chef. There's a name for that. There's a name oh, yeah. for that chef. So some what chef will be screening. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a name for the... Is it a pastry chef? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we should know this, yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's an art form quiet. there. So, look... um. I honestly, since you first made me aware of Robert and Sheepy, the way I've tried to keep 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 the flame alive is mm. I, I show it to at least one class a year, even oh, if great. it doesn't call for anything to do with animation. I find a way to fit them. Which in. episode? I just I pick them at random. I often show the one where um, random. I write that one down. Where Robert, where Robert, where Robert. Um, tries to say that he's going to beat up Darren the Bull. Oh yeah, that's but great. But Darren's. Um, I would, have, I would have wasted him, that one. Yeah, that is wasted. That is wasted him. Yeah, wasted him. Oh, I'm so annoyed, Robert. I am seriously going to waste him. Who? Darren. Darren the bull. Are you really going to bloody waste him? Am I going to waste him? Yes, I'm going to waste him. I'm going to pummel him. You can't go around mouthing off stuff about how I look like a pie talking. There's going to be fire, hooves, blood, lightning... Oh, and Darren, if you're listening, I'm ready to fight you. I'm going to throw him around. I'm going to do a swarm of anger. I'm going to do everything. Hey, Darren. No. (laughs) Oh, hi, Darren. No, not... I think he's (laughs) Not... I've just just been trying to say before there must have been two Darrens. Hi, Darren. No, not him. It's Darren. He's fine. Hello, Darren. That was Darren the Bull. That was Darren just then. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you just make that clear to me? I didn't... Oh, that was Darren. I could have wasted him just then, couldn't have I? Darren, see if he can come back. I'll do it. Darren. 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 Yeah? Same thing again. Sorry about that, Darren. Wrong one. Um, so is that your, I mean, it's probably the most, oh, I don't know what you've done, but was that, is that your kind of, that's your, um, what's the expression, your, your, uh, is that the, the, 
the project you you, you put the most into date? Because it's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, I think. Um, well, first of all, the truth. How, how of did that it come episode, about? I'll ask well, the, all the questions at once. Yeah, the one thing was is that that episode was actually animated by um, ants. Um, and so a person, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah, a, it's, not it's a, his name, a, yeah, okay. yeah. And so he's a really good animator. So he animated that one, and that was when we were animating about eight of them, I think, for that show. Yeah. So, but hang on, what do you mean? You're the animator. I do the voice. No, so that oh, episode he animated, right. yeah. Um, which was which was brilliant. But you animated some of them, right? Yeah, I think that's funny. But you actually drew the mouse. I mean, yeah, you yeah. came up with Mickey, but you drew the mouse, didn't you? <laughs> no. I can't move. And so <laughs> you wrote you wrote um, Jermaine in, and I'm assuming that's because well, again him, we must have must have been in that period at uni that you met him. Well, I met him through doing stand up comedy, comedy, and I was, yeah. I was teaching animation. And then he said, "Let's do let's do something maybe," and then we had yeah, formed the two two sheep idea. I think it was cool too because like uh, I think it was 1999 we started animating them and then entered them in 2000 to the Cafe. And um, Robert and Sheep go back to 2000. Yeah, bro. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 1999. Wow. And we were tiny little people. We were little little men going, what about a sheep idea? And, um, but, you know, I always liked peanuts too. So I guess I was saying to the thing of what you love was, you're pretty lucky if you become an old person and you love your little characters. Because so many, I, from a young age, tried to find out how do you avoid the trauma of some arts and I guess some like stage shows you have your family working or you're touring and then when the tour stops you know that's like oh no what got to do so basically (laughs) with characters you can continuously evolve and develop them so like Simpsons yeah it's so well written and just so well made. But I could only watch. So have you followed it all the way no, through? No, yeah, not yeah, at all. I no, sort of come and go. I, well, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't. I, yeah, I like The Simpsons. I guess it's just that um, it's more the colours because the colours are so similar. That's why I can't do it. If I could turn the TV off and listen, it would be good. Yeah, it's so well done. I mean, it's continuously yeah. just brilliant. Are you saying it visually starts to irk you after a while? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just like colours. Like, let's say without naming a a restaurant out there that sells burgers. Did that, you have dinner before you came here? You're going into all these food um, metaphors. Oh, no, I did just come. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, really? Like, and the prawns were fresh and the pasta was the <laughs> most yeah, the beautiful prawns, pasta you've ever eaten. The prawns were frozen. Yeah. Oh, no, well, I actually think um, it's it, food is a good analogy. Yeah, so, you it's know, universal. Food is, food mm. is, yeah, it's a good analogy like for animals. stuff like, um, like you think of a good <laughs> album you like, right? And yeah. then... If that was compared to a salad, it would have a bit of feta, it would have olives, it would have walnuts, and it's yeah. got all that shit yeah. in it, right? Red onion. Red, oh, yeah, red onion. And, and also maybe something that your friend doesn't like to watch their face going, oh, God, I just, I Yeah, that's that. right. That's the challenging bit of the salad album. Hey, back to the peanuts. Banana. Um, Don't put banana back to, in Back salad. to peanuts. Um, I read this fascinating article the other day. Again, things you end up reading on the internet when you sit off somewhere else. And uh, it was about how I'd never thought about it till I read it. How the Peanuts was great and really subversive and sort of quite dystopian about adults and so on. And then um, at the end, Schultz kind of started concentrating on Snoopy and it all got a bit sort of um, a bit wetter. Did you notice no. that it sort of changed over the well, years? Well, I'm going to write it down as yeah. a note, note to sell. I'll find the article when I send it. To, I'll send it to you. But it's sort of like, yeah. Well, I think I think because um, it's quite a it's quite a bleak. It's quite a bleak cartoon in those early years. I don't know if bleak's the right word. But yeah, well, the whole sort of football season's over sort of stuff. And Charlie getting his, always getting kicked when he's, you know, I think, what's happened? No, oh, no, no. Lucy always removes the ball when he runs yeah, to yeah. kick it and yeah, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 
Well, I guess one word would be futility, isn't it? With, yeah. With that is the futility of life. And um, yeah, growing up, I was I liked peanuts. I liked Garfield. I was a big Garfield guy. Yeah, I am. I, I Garfield was right up there. But looking back on some of that dialogue, and I I hated it when I'd see on the internet why Garfield's writing sucked. And I and deep down, I was going. Oh, you mean maybe J- John it's Davis, right. the guy that? Well, no, Jim Davis. Jim Davis. Sorry. Yeah, it's so funny correcting John from his, Jim. It's his, Jim. His, it's Jim Davis. His writing sucked. Well, oh, no, in, I internet, no, internet. no, just no, just like you realise that when you're young. It was all a hoot. You know, Garfield was a hoot. Because I just loved how he, had, oh. I, how he loved lasagna and stuff. Oh, well, right? I look back at it and I... I he went, made me love lasagna more. There was lasagna, but then there was the other stuff, who he actually was. I was like, man, I was a cynical kid to be really into Garfield. Like, I liked this kind of like... Ah, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you, yeah, fuck yeah, the yeah, world, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, true. I didn't always see it like that. I think also... Oh, totally, that's his thing. He's a cynical... He's a cynical... Yeah. He's like but the a, thing is, but it's interesting, like... a like, life critic. I try to think of like... Like, me and you would probably have followed Ninja Turtles if it stayed the same. Until it no, turned into... really a Ninja Turtles well, was, guy. Well, if the originals... The originals? I just... It just it passed me by. Yeah, the originals. Yeah, the originals before they started having pizzas every three seconds. Right. Then it just turned into a big pizza festival. It was kind of funny. It was sort of like... That's the food again. It would be like Akira, you know, that film of all the motorbikes, and then suddenly they're just passing each other pizzas from bike to bike. That's what it felt like. I always think it's funny when he goes, You ruined my character that you created by adding pizzas. <laughs> Who says that? Cowabunga. Dude. No, we're just creators of things. They sort of they turn them into Wasn't it originally sausages. a graphic novel? Well that's what I mean. It oh, was sorry, really full on com- it was it was really full on it was really full on yeah. comic. But it wasn't because it was gross to me. It was just really well written, and then it just sort of got Disneyed up a bit. Oh, so there was a, there was a comic book before there was the TV show. Oh yeah, because I, ne- I off that's hey hey th- put hey. that down as a note. Put down. I think it's Eastman is the writer, but yeah. but um, but if you look no, up the no first, no one's ever given me notes before. Thanks, Eastman. Yeah, yeah, Eastman. Teenage Mutant Ninja Yeah, you should. Yeah, notes are good. Yeah, you know that brought up another thing for me. That whole and it relates to Garfield and and the turtles and the turtles is um. Is that whole beauty of like something like that being in your mind's eye, and then it goes on screen, and you're like, "I don't want Garfield's voice to sound like that." Well, that's I, I don't, very I don't funny. want the Ninja Turtles to be all like, well, "Yo, dude!" Like California that's Surfer Bros. That's where you yeah. great characters. I mean, an audience would love to see a frustrated character who's annoyed that his favorite giraffe cartoon has now been turned into a CGI, CGI giraffe movie with kids. Yelling out how much they love the giraffe that you know better. You know Do you that think, giraffe. I think you were angling towards a, a, a new claymation series about a frustrated podcaster whose life was turned bad by oh, like Form 2 art class with the octopus and the headphones. Yeah. And then I've lost the last bit you said. Well, the other was, thing is uh, that's in the story. That's your juice. I mean, that those yeah. those problems are actually at the end of the Robin Williams Dead Poet Society film, you become the winner because you utilised the pain and turned it into a graphic novel which got you all, all this power to build a bridge and, and go across s- and across each so way. So I could jump on a desk at some point and motivate people as well. Well, no, I think, like, um, I mean, you're very still young. So, I mean, there's, I guess what I'm saying is that there's lots of time for that. It would be a lot more nasty if someone said, God, you're crap at rugby, and you actually could have been an all-black so I guess what I'm saying is if it's drawing, you're sweet as, man. 
Have you had um, total like Uber geeks kind of track you down online because you've worked with Jermaine and, and or Tyker? Uh, uh, how far, how hardcore does that fandom go? Because they're pretty, they attract those sort of people now, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. I think I um, had a few people contacts, but they were more sort of interested in um, Robin and Sheepy. It wasn't usually details of those sort of... Um well-known people but no i haven't no i haven't how does um robert and sheepy how's it how's it gone since i fell madly head over heels in, in love with it like i noticed you got it on australian tv how'd that happen so we um had a few contacts over there who were interested in playing them on abc yeah. and so then we sold them to abc and then we had air new zealand wanting to play them and then recently air new zealand playing more of them newer ones yeah and so Right now, I'm in the middle of making new episodes that we've got so many that we've recorded. With um, still with Jermaine being yeah. sheepy. No, Robert. No, sheepy. Yeah, sheepy. he's Robert. Robert. I always get it the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. so him, yeah. Robert. Um, and so, yeah, so we just work, keep working, keep animating on them, and hopefully we'll get at some stage a series. But right now, it's just me animating. And I might get a few people to help put a few more out. But right now... We've got a few episodes that are sort of that we fine tune and edit as I'm right now animating and hey, an episode. You, you don't strike me as someone too too fussed about kind of business and, and money and stuff. Mm. And I don't want you, you don't have to me- mention figures at all because that's ridiculous. Mm. But but is something like Air New Zealand a nice little thing to get in terms of keeping you going for a little while longer? Is it, do they offer you something worth your while? Or? Yeah, no, I think um, I think bigger campaigns would. Um, I would say that. There's a difference from purchasing material or yeah. commissioning material. Yeah. So I think that from what I've heard, like say with Netflix, you would do better financially if you were commissioned yeah. to make a series yeah. than if you were to um, sell them a series. So so putting yeah, it, so putting yeah, it yeah, that yeah. way. So if you did a... But TV, in, in, in New Zealand, don't commission content really except for ads. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's probably where you'd do it. I guess. Um, I mean, I guess once again, that's why it's the love of it. I mean, many cartoons it's or the, animations love we loved it, but, weren't. But we live in Auckland, and we've got to sort of pay bills and stuff. And yeah, that's right. Well, I guess that's where sometimes part-time teaching comes in. Yeah. I mean, I could chase probably commercials more, yeah. but I guess in some ways, um, for years I've been trying to get a lifestyle where I could do more individual projects. So. I have quite a few sort of projects. Have you achieved that lifestyle? Yeah. It feels like you have. Yeah, I actually have. Yeah, That's I have. awesome. I have. I have except for making really good money. Ah! So <laughs> I think... Um, we just... Yeah, it's but, nice but, once again, but once again, like I just... Um, I'm not... I've never been really about that. No, I, and, you don't even... And I guess, and I guess is, also, um, like I just always said, look, if you keep your main goal as working on things that make you laugh heaps, then that's such a good place to be because so, you're always cultivating, which doesn't mean you can't take things seriously. So how many uh, more um, uh, Robert and Sheepy episodes are getting made? That's exciting. I don't know, 50? No. Yeah, I reckon 100. Bullshit. How many you got now? About 20. <laughs> cool, yeah. so they'll be ready, what, by the end of July? End of the week, mate. End of, okay, cool. Um, but... No, I like that laugh. That's a good motivator. <laughs> ah, ah, another frame shot. Um, two hours. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no. So, 
Yeah, we didn't get to that. People are interested in this. Just I, well, I'm just the boffin last of the boffin stuff. How long would a minute take you well, to d- do? Depends how much lip sync. So if the character okay. was going, I'm from Swaziland and I like to eat fish and chips and to do boogie boarding. Yeah. If you had that, it would take quite a while to it. But if your character was going, oh, I'm tired, then yeah. that would be yeah. easy to animate. So that's literally the reality of it. So basically. If you've got a Roger Rabbit character talking all the time, you're going to be sitting there for months trying to make him talk. But if he's going, oh, don't think that I can. So you've got up and down mouth, and then you've got more exact lip sync. So, I mean, we all fell in love, apart from a few grumpy people, with Wallace and Gromit's lip sync. So the lip sync was so brilliant. Yeah. It was just like people, it was like magic. Like, I thought it was magic. I went, this is amazing. Like... It was so good because it was just so good. And it was lip sync that we'd never seen. So I think the first stop motion... Grommet. Cheese grommet. Cheese grommet. I've heard it in Japanese. Grommito. I've heard <laughs> translations. What's Japanese cheese? But gro- oh, oh, yeah, no, true. <laughs> I, no, I got grommet. Grommito. But, um, oh, yeah, so 18... Cheese grommet. 1897, like it's the first stop motion, which I think was... Um, um, What's the one? Not the, the moon, not the not the not the um, no, was, torpedo no, into was, the moon. No, that's one of them. That was yeah, different. That was with yeah. a chalkboard as well. No, but it was Humpty Dumpty. Right. Oh, I've seen that. Humpty yeah, Dumpty. yeah. Quite a disturbing Humpty Dumpty. It, it was quite disturbing. Yeah. And um. But anyway, so yeah, that lip sync was yeah. amazing. So that's what I fell in love with. And I was originally sort of doing acting and stuff. Oh, and come it, back to the mic. I was doing acting and improvising. And I found I was and, and like when I was younger, like when I was eleven or twelve. But then when I came across animation, I just thought it was so funny, man. And that's why I started doing stand-up, because then I could enjoy doing stand-up comedy. And then at night time, oh, and then in late night time, animate, and then a daytime animate, and then do stand-up. So it was so What's different. What's happened to stand-up? I, you're not, not doing it at the moment, are you? Well, no, I love, st- I love stand-up comedy and look forward to doing more stand-up comedy. But I also loved uh, not having to do stand-up comedy and just... Be out in the bush and animate little models and know, listen know, to music. I know you live at little miles away now, but I need someone to go to stand-up comedy with at some stage. We've got to do that. I want to go to see what the open mic scene's like at the classic. See, see if it's yeah. See if it's terrible. How do you how do you how do you go with stand-up? Did you get some you get some um, got some. Did you get some laughs? Get some shows. Get some laughs. Some, mate. I got some of the laughs. Uh, I put them in the bucket. Did you get some laughs? Is the I best put them question. in the bag. How did your stand-up career go? Did oh, you hello, get any laughs? Here's another laugh. Yeah. I, have, I, I, think stand, I think stand-up comedy is awesome. I think, oh, I think it's, it's incredible. It's, it's edgy. It's on the edge. It's I, like I, you're I, on I, fire. I think that that's the one of the last true... We talk about freedom of speech mm. in a democracy. I think it's one of the last places you can just get up on stage mm. and say what the fuck you want mm. about how you see the world. Yeah, or... or or um, yeah, or, or just surrealist rants with plasticine. Yeah, with surrealist. Yeah, that's right. No, I love stand-up comedy. I think also there's it saying, "What is it?" You know, if you're not always, it wasn't. I wasn't enjoying it. I did. De- I definitely did some um, super loose shows with great results, and super loose shows with not as as the results you'd want sometimes. And I think that sort of made me go... Well, does super loose mean I'll just go on and make this up as a Well, go? you just have... <laughs> yeah, totally. But, I mean, you would have nights where that was the most fun and exciting. So you never write before you go on to stand-up? No, I'd basically... Wow, I'd there's have, not many people like that but I'd have, But I had, like, say, six points. So, like, I would have points that I would go to. So yeah. between every ten minutes, there would be something I knew that I was going to discuss. But 
and also a character and stuff, and the rest was just. But you don't strike me as like a, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be like a social commentary politics guy. You, no, 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 you just no, I don't know, not interested. I'm surreal. more into riding corsets on top of buses and stuff, <laughs> and texting your arm. Who would you texting your arm to move, please? Who's <laughs> <laughs> who, who, Stopping who, people going into zoos, confuse everybody. Who, who, can you draw any similarities with other stand-up comedians? With your, it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, no, I just love lots of other stand-up comedians. But anyway, coming back to that, I love. Look, I can I can say happily that I love stand-up comedy, and I look forward to doing more stand-up comedy. But I also knew that I went well. What's the most awesome thing that you could do? And I said, well. Probably to have lots of time near nature, animate models, record character voices, and animate little films. And so that's exactly what I'm doing. So, I mean, I like living in cities, but I like living in nature right now. So I think that's, that's the truth of it. So I can't wait to stand up again and do a, do a season of comedy. But I guess my point is, like, it's nice when you're in control of your life where you can, you know, focus on what... Like, again, I see, if you said to me, what would you really like to do? Is what I'm trying to do. So, you know, which would be making models, yeah. animating, having lots of hours to do voices and stuff. And yeah. so I've sacrificed a lot of, say... Do you, do, you have a little recording set up at home for the voices? Yeah, yeah. That's and so that's cool. the best. I mean, like here a little bit. But I was going to say, not as... Yeah, a bit different, but, but a bit more raw. But, um, <laughs> but just like, yeah, like say teaching. So I'll teach right now once a week. And it used to be like four oh, times. What do you teach? I teach um, in Tarangi, I teach um, animation to kids using iPads. Like How old are the kids? Oh, they vary from 7 to 11 to 12. Oh, man, they'd love you. You'd be great oh, for that. Oh, it's real fun. It's yeah. real fun. We do, we do blinking. You go from and, the maths guy to you, you know? Yeah, I tried a video game class, which needed work, but that was funny. What do you mean, making video games? Well, because these days you can have templates where the student draws the characters, and then you just drop them into the template, and their little character that they've drawn is running around. And what happened? You sounds like it didn't go so well. Oh, it was more that they were after school classes yeah. and you needed to have like intensive sort of five hour session and you'd come in for 90 minutes. And they'd be baked after school. <clears throat> and not just that, you're programming. And when one, if you've got like nine kids yeah. and one kid's having a problem and you're helping them, then the others are waiting. And it's actually yeah. just like how traffic's created. Yeah. <laughs> Burn slows down. But what I'm saying is it would probably work better if you had an assistant overhead projector and then you're pumping it up a bit so the other one's more fun where were you doing that one well i do them like community houses and stuff oh so you just set it all up yourself and then get people in that's yeah yeah yeah, i've done that for years um, in that area but so that gets me out of. so you just go like you just ring the local community center and say can i have a room for after school and then you put a little sign well i actually worked with a guy earlier with cartooning so i started but then i was always going to be doing claymation but i started with that so i learned how to um uh, basically do all the costs for per term. That was the hardest thing is how much do you charge to make it worthwhile? Worthwhile for them, worthwhile for you. That's yeah. right. That's I, right. I mean, I guess couldn't you get funding for that sort of thing to make it work for everyone? Well, I did that. I did some, yeah. uh, a few funding things when it was um, in less well-off places in Auckland where I ran yeah, workshops cool. for young people. But I think that... Um, oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Have I, you had any holy fucking shit moments where you go, this kid's going to like... This kid, this kid's got it, you know. Well, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Because you see, you see moment moments of really good minds, yeah. of really good ideas, 
But what's kind of freaky is you learn about yourself because I believe it's people who can sort of uh, add water to ideas that become alive, right? So people will come up with ideas and then it's whoever waters them and adds the compost and grows the little plant idea. So what I'm saying is, is that a lot of kids I've gone, whoa, like such trippy, good, funny ideas. Um, but then to make them, it can be tricky. So they might not have the attention span to make all the characters they want yeah. in their film. Yeah. But on the first day that that's their film. And so that's when you'd want to do it over eight days. So like that's the challenge with lots of classes. Like I think if there was an intensive claymation, you'd do it over a sort of a weekend watching a few films for a few hours or even over five days and you'd get more from that than like a month. I think you could do that, man. I don't see why you couldn't. Maybe try. Maybe with that bit more intensive program, you, you try one aiming for a bit of an older... Yeah, well, I've taught... I mean, should I? I'd, I'd, I'd try something like claymation yeah, exactly. late, later in it's life. Like, you it's know, twenty-five grand for the five days. And there's, <laughs> there's croissants. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I was going right. to say there's, that there's pasta taught, with I've, fresh, fresh. Um... I mean, I started teaching adults, and then started teaching. You know, I taught teenagers and kids, so I guess all different ages. But the, the other thing again is, is that um, I'm doing a few little projects that are stop motion. Yeah, in the right time, the right time to teach like that. Because I thought about, like, sometimes you go more into... I try try to focus more on my own projects than going full-on teaching, which is... um, As you say, something that you've got as as an enjoyable backup if you need to sort of... um yeah, and I mean, once again, it gets you out of the studio and you're giving back, you know, I think. Yeah, that's, a that's, good, that's good right. You know. And there's, you know, you affect, I was affected by so many people that it's nice that you can get people animating or creating little films of iPads, especially with technology being how it is, is that they can make quite amazing stuff. And I, when you said that, like, like what the TF thing you said, what the, what the TF, uh, of like, what a talented person, is, is that I can tell that a lot of the parents can see these things in the... <laughs> students already or their kids going he's so good at this or so good at that but i think that it's the thing of um of everybody is completions isn't it so it's almost like you have you have compassion for yourself and everybody when it comes to ideas that you've got to do i mean painting's a classic one painting's so funny because like you can be in a bar and or not or at a squash court drinking water <laughs> and the conversation goes like oh, i really want to paint paint flowers and it's like me too oh i'm getting ready and so they're real keen but just don't paint flowers or writing i'm gonna be a writer i'm gonna write movies but never writing do you think that writers write they say right do, do, do you do you think that um because you, you said and i quote you said lots of kids with trippy far out ideas do you think that kids on the whole are capable of being more trippy and far out with ideas do you think some people well, just kind of lose that after well, yeah. that's the sort of that's the sort of saying. I mean, that's just about basically, John. The you're crushing. Tw- you're 22. The, stop yeah. doing impressions of of baguettes yeah. and stuff. Please, please acknowledge I mean, the crushing reality of life and get on with it. Well, I think the thing is, it's real funny. I think it's funny is that in life, like it's always a typical thing where the older people can be a bit more serious, right, about yeah. the business because they're trying to bring in the Easter eggs, and then the younger ones care less and are being silly and are making. You know, both the guys and girls are doing silly things to make each other laugh in their late teens or 20s. And my point is, they're doing that because they know it's all a charade. It's a game, right? 
So if you work at a hotel and everyone's dressed to the nines and has their tuxedos and stuff, you start pretending to be a monkey while no one's looking, your other colleague's going to crack up because you don't <laughs> mean to behave like a monkey because this is where we behave as if I don't poo. Can I please sit you down here with a croissant? So my point is, um, um, well, I think, I guess... Um, Oh yeah, so lo- you don't lose you don't lose that stuff like you know my um, a beautiful a, a, be- a beautiful life. You just you, know? you just push it. Some people just push it down a little. Yeah, but then but the other thing is like um, it's interesting that it sort of never goes away because it's sort of like if someone says, "Look, to be honest with you, I've been bloody serious for the last twenty years, and I just want to drop it. I want to drop it. I just want to be as ridiculous as possible starting tonight." So you just made, you just made me realize when 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 you realize that that no one ever loses it is when. Um, when between generations of people, often let's say a family, there's a well-timed fart and then a perfect piece of comic timing and then mm. the whole room cracks up. Yeah, and that's because they, <laughs> they all know it's... Yeah, that's the best family moments, isn't it? Good times. No, farts have been a lot of that. There'd be a percentage of a lifetime that was amassed around giggling as children. The amount of kids that laugh about farts and stuff in the class is continuous. But I was just going to say that um, <laughs> it's funny, like, because older people often get a, a ridiculous sense of humour because they've seen. Well, they've, so, re- they've realised it's it's just the tail end, yeah, right? Like it's the yeah. phenomenon of sitting there yeah. and then a truck falls on your friend in front of you and crushes him, and they've seen things like that. So it's like after a while, it's like they'll have a giggle and a scone because they know it can all just go wrong. Well, you know? also I think I think you know, I was talking about someone else on the podcast about this. Even being just post forty, it's like less and less bothers you. So there's more room for. Humor, yeah, or you less get, anxiety and fear, and also you get better at you get better at. Um, Is that seat getting uncomfortable? Being, yeah, no, I'm doing. That. They're, they're not great, are they? They look, they look great. No, I like it. I think it actually makes you want to sort of do more yoga. I feel like I'm stretching here. Oh, good. Um, oh, come back to the mic. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what was that thing? I, I was a. Uh, Someone made a film about you. Oh yeah, how'd that come about? Oh, he approached me after I gave a little talk about animation at the school, and then. Um, his what school? His animation. John Spry, and it was at the South Seas, and he just saw a little oh, talk wow. and said, "Hey, how about doing a little?" That's so cool, I'm in right? a Docker class. Yeah, he did really well. That's re- he did really well. Was it, that. Did you find it weird being the subject of something? Yeah, I did a little bit, but I also thought because you're kind of you're interesting. Like you're a well, not an exhibitionist. That's that's loaded. But you're you're totally fine with something like this. But you strike me as kind of quite private as well. So yeah, right. Something like a film, like a Docker on yourself, might be. Oh, yeah, well, right. well that's yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I think I like studying characters, basically. So he studied you as a character. It's I 15 guess so. minutes? Yeah, it's 15 minutes. And so how but long was, was the camera with but, you for 15 minutes? Oh, I don't know how over a couple of days he did yeah. some filming and stuff. Yeah. But I thought also what I enjoyed was because there's everyone or most people have egos, is that in some ways I kind of liked that if that was my life, then that's not too bad. And I meant that in the sense that... You didn't if, come across like a jerk. Well, not if I came across a jerk. <laughs> well, no, not even if I did or I didn't. It was yeah, more you about... You wouldn't know if no. No, no, it's okay if I did. You can't, you're allowed to be a jerk a little that's bit. That's right. But I guess the point is that... It, not about that, but more about that that guy or girl is enjoying doing art, you know? So in a sense, like, for me, it was nice because if that's what my life is, then that's not too bad. So yeah. I guess... So I guess in that sense I quite liked it because, because is it like I tell you one thing that I find quite trippy is people say 
What's like, the inciting incident? What's the arc? Well, What's the first turning point? The first turning point is get ready for the second turning point. There's a resolution coming. Not before the conflict. Um, but no, no, so is my, it internal? Is that the conflict in it? Oh, um, is it guy versus Shalom society? Mike. Shalom, what's his name? Guy versus guy. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I was talking about was basically um, what was it? Oh yeah, control. So yeah. basically, people would say you're such a control. Well, I haven't had people say it to me, but like a control freak, right? Like so with claymation, it's like and I control the actors. Don't talk back. Ha <laughs> ha. That's a character I've made, and I'll control that. Nah. And I'll make the house too, and I'll make the city. Ha <laughs> ha. So that there's that idea of animation. But I guess my point is when I saw the video, I thought, oh, that's quite hilarious that that dude or me has basically set himself up to play with animated, to make characters and do voices. So for me, that was really the success of it. So not so much just ego, but actually just stoked that I was working with Clay, which was my sort of goal. Because as like you or anyone, um, I like to go to the park. I like to play guitar. So I'm trying to say, I like to do lots of things. So sometimes those dockers are funny because like, yeah, yeah. the spoon man. The, or, one, the one dimensional yeah, guy. The toast, <laughs> yeah, the toast eater. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so you've been eating toast. Yeah, I've been eating toast. And mainly eating toast, a lot of the time. I want to do something unprecedented, but you're the right guest to do it. I oh. really need to quickly go for a pee, so I'm going to leave you alone with the I'll do the noises. And I'll probably be, I'll be interested when I go back and listen. What, um, oh. It's just 10 minutes to go. Okay. So I can, I can improvise while you're in there? Yeah. Okay, let me think. So, well, I first met Lewis in Tonga in 1981. And we were stowaways on a boat, and we always used to argue about who should have the last fish. And then, of course, coconut fell on his head. He forgot everything and then thought that he met me at Wellington High. But I had met him, of course, in Tonga a long time ago. And those were the old days before there were railway tracks and planes. And then he got into technology and invented light bulbs. Oh, nothing. I was just telling them about Tonga. I'll, I'll hear it in post. Um, four cups of coffee today. Oh, that's a diuretic. Oh, that's um, but that's the beauty of independent media, right? Yeah, it is, but I think... Um, <laughs> Being or, able to do that. But also, um, then, uh, still learning how to make income off it, so... Oh, no, I meant going to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you could make money out of that if you put a camera in there, I suppose. <laughs> you could monetize your walking. You could monetize your washing dishes. So, what happened to the film? I tried to... Find it online. The film about you, I mean. Oh, yeah, no, you just ask for the password and he'll give it to you and you can watch it. Well, yeah, on his link. site. Oh, really? No, go to their Facebook page but, and then if you ask him, you say, hi, I can have a password and then yeah. he'll send you a password and then you can watch it. Then you've got to get on your knees, go underneath the table, yeah. count to five, okay. jump up and then push in the password. And, and um, it, But it did show at a documentary festival or something, didn't it? Yeah. Was that weird? For you, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I thought it was yeah. cool for him as well because he had done well with it and had played in Miami and different parts of America and Canada and Europe and London and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool because it was his first doco and he did a great job and he had a great team. And um, 
Yeah, I thought it was. I was really happy for him, and I I think you're right. It can be a bit weird if anyone does a doco on you, but I thought it was kind of a good a good challenge. And as I said, it sort of reminded me that I'm working on some things that I do enjoy, you know. Um, but I also love. I'd love to make. Well, I used to run a mockumentary course. Oh wow! At an art school in Wellington, it was so. Have you funny. made one? Yeah, we've made heaps, and there was stuff like the Veranda Veranda Club, where basically people who love verandas and they all meet on the veranda and just talk, oh, I just love verandas, I just love the way she's cut it and, and you do feel safe leaning against it. I was thinking before of all this early stuff, like, have you kept, oh, please tell me you've kept all of this in, this, in that pre-digital world. Have you, have you, have you kept all your early, really early uh, animation attempts and so on? Um, no, not all of them. And, and like, it's funny, like that veranda, veranda one I told you, those were student ones as well. So I was teaching students were doing them. But to be honest, like, there was one that got wiped, not because of me, someone else, but, and it was, um, yeah, it was a crystal one that was quite funny about this guy got into crystals and it was like, oh, 800 crystals and stuff. But, you know, that's kind of, man, that's such a big thing when you could lose a piece or a film yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But you also sort well, of like... Well, if you watch it on video, videotape or film. Yeah, yeah, those videotape, ones. Videotape, yeah, but I yeah. never thought of keeping those ones anyway. Yeah. In fact, some of the students would probably have those. But I also think that often, would they be as funny looking back? Often, where the hell do you teach a mockumentary course in Oh, Wellington? it was great. It was great. They let me just create a course. What, where? Vic? No, it was at the, uh, at the Learning Connection in Wellington. Wow. <laughs> and what was so cool about that was is that you could get... Because you get better performances out of students. Because yeah. with bad acting, if you get a student to act bad on purpose, they, they're in control of their acting. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the theory. So I did things where people would audition badly as Orcs or audition badly as Gandalf. And they would be so bad that they were amazing it was, it's really funny yeah, yeah like watching so the more they, or so if they're trying to be serious and do a love line yeah. and they're trying to be bad then it was just so bad and and really and and on videotape which adds to that that perfect bad aesthetic. but you should have watched it everyone just stood there cracking up like the next yeah. person would come to a really bad audition and it was awesome like, in fact it would be a good thing you do with famous movies like you audition for Luke, you know, and just like going, I uh, want to be powerful. Looking, See, that was terrible. Looking outwards, yeah, you saw... I've yeah. got sandy hair. <laughs> <laughs> looking outwards, do, is there anything, what are you watching or listening to at the moment, whatever that's cracking you up? What's cracking you up? <sighs> I started watching the glorious ladies of wrestling um, oh, yeah. dramatization on, well, it's sort of a comedy on Netflix, that's quite good, quite weird, set in the 80s. Oh yeah, and so it's a series based on their lifestyle. Well, based on this weird phenomena of these these wrestlers that um, this 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 kind of entrepreneur that I don't know what you call him that started this women's wrestling league. That What's it called? Glow, glorious ladies of wrestling. Oh, that sounds funny. It's not a it's not a laugh a minute. It's just it's just sort of quite different to anything else I've watched before. Um, well, hang on, I'm not, I'm answering the question I was asking you. Yeah, well, I was trying. As, um, I was. Um, I've been enjoying looking at painters actually, like Pissarro and. Well, Hockney as usual. I was like Hockney and Francis Bacon and, well, even a Picasso. Where? Not online. That's not good enough. You've been going to galleries. Yeah, well, that was all actually at Melbourne because they've got a little private collection. Uh, I I need to see more art in real life. I haven't in Europe. Have you been to Melbourne a lot? No, I've really enjoyed going there. It's a great city, right? Yeah, it was really beautiful. Yeah, it was real nice. and um, Yeah, so I watch docos a lot. I find it hard to... I'd almost like to act in an action film. Who wouldn't be fun, right? Or a thing. But I actually just find docos 
really good. I watch them more than series. Like action series have to be really good for me to watch them. Do you, do you find stuff easily online? I've got a doco for you. It's called Finders Keepers. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's about a leg that gets um, found in a barbecue that a guy buys. I'm going to let you go soon. Um, awesome. Thanks, you seem man. to have You seem to have, have a beautiful uh, thing going on with your dog. Talk about... Oh, yeah. So Rocky Bear, B-Bear, Rocky Bear is... Um, well, I haven't got any children, so Rocky Bear is basically like my wonderful little buddy. And um, he's just really funny. He's funny when he's serious. He's funny when he barks. He's, he's very serious. What kind of dog is he? He's, Looks... a, he's a Maltese Bichon. Nice. And um, they're the whole... I've never owned a dog before, even as a kid. So I've entered dog world, and they're really funny. I'd love to be in dog world. Yeah, dogs yeah, are Yeah, well, great. it's good. It's a, it's a big commitment. It's a big, big commitment. Well, I can't, can't really do it here, yeah. That's right. But I mean, like, um, and if you go overseas and stuff, you've got to... Have people to look after your dog. Yeah, but how old's Rocky? No. Oh, he's two and a bit. Right, he's so had him funny, since, and he had looks him since like he a little. Came out of his mother's dog. Yeah, they are. Oh, in that case, well, two and a half because they have them for a few months for all the health checks before. Well, he, so he had him anyway. So he had him since he was a total <laughs> yeah. tiny little ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I've yeah, got yeah. all the video footage, uh, <laughs> and it, you know that's the footage I don't want to sort of yeah. miss. God, he's so funny. Like it's more than cat videos. Like if you see <laughs> dog if, videos, mate. They're more than cat videos. Well, if you see puppy videos, you find it hard. It's just hard to get mad. Yeah, they're very, very, very funny. And I'll have to, I'll have to animate him at some stage as well. I was thinking that as sort of a sly character on something. Oh, um, what are you teaching just quickly? What are you teaching? Uh, it's changed the semester. I'm teaching kind of um, making audio documentaries actually with Pro Tools, so ah. kind of storytelling in Pro Tools. Um, I'm teaching um, another audio-based paper, which is post-production and kind of adding audio to video. Yeah, right. Um, it's quite changed in the semester. And then I'm also teaching uh, introduction to TV and radio. And is that Which is for much or? younger students. No, it's still at AUT. Yeah, right. Still at AUT. Um, I'm a doctor now. Are you a doctorate? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, up on the shelf there, there's a there's a large oh, black wow. bound. Probably can't see it from there. But I always think that means you can deal with people pick it up with. and hold it gingerly like a baby that's not theirs, and then they oh, put it back great. on the shelf. But um, oh wow, that's pretty good. I mean, if um, yeah, if you get sick, you'll be able to <laughs> fix it. I will. Thanks for chatting, man. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs>